hours. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me about this title, America's Teenologist. How did you get that title? You know, I had somebody say that to me on the Moms, uh, Moms the Word radio. I was doing all of my 10 keys with two moms and they had a radio show and they were bringing me in as a guest speaker each, each month. And they came up with that title. And then, um, I am known as America's teenologist because I love teenagers. So the kids like calling me that the parents like calling me that. And it's just something that, um, stuck. So I have jumped into it and embraced it. The, the focus of the teenologist is a psychologist that is madly in love with teenagers and not just your chronological teens, but also the inner teenager in all of us. That, that part of us that shoots ourselves in the foot, that part of us that is the authentic voice that may not be politically correct. And I love and embrace that voice in all of us. That is wonderful. You know, that's that's something a lot of adults struggle to deal with teenagers and the teenagers within themselves. Now, I understand you are also the author of the Mom's Choice award-winning best-selling book, Embracing Defiance. And that sounds just like something you would have written. Yes, it is. And I... I have to tell you, I wondered first, what's the Mom's Choice Award? And found out the Mom's Choice Award honors excellence in family-friendly media products and services. An esteemed panel of judges includes education, media, and other experts, as well as parents, children, librarians, performing artists, producers, medical and business professionals, authors, scientists, and others. Sounds impressive, huh? It sounds very impressive. And I love the title of the book. Tell me about the book. So it's Embracing Defiance, Helping Your Child Express Their Unique Voice While Keeping Your Sanity. And um, my book is based on the downside of compliance and the upside of defiance. And as a matter of fact, I have 30 videos that I just recently recorded, one uh, that will be coming out uh, via Facebook and in uh, the social media. So you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Beth CP, C for Compassionate and P for Parenting. And on my YouTube channel, I'll be rolling out all of these. But I'm gonna do 10 Myths of Compliance and 10 Benefits of Defiance. And my whole book is also including um, my 10 keys to compassionate parenting, as well as uh, information about the inner family. So I talk about the inner three-year-old, the inner seven-year-old, the inner teenager, and the inner divine wise self. So my book helps you understand what's going on. I call it in the inner zoo. And also in the inner zoo of your child, because they also have a little super three-year-old, I mean, super seven-year-old that's trying to be perfect, maybe taking your inventory as a parent. And then the teenager that's rebellious and shooting themselves in the foot, as well as us adults having the same characters in us as well. Now that concept, 
the benefits of defiance. You know, that sounds pretty groundbreaking. It's kind of crazy making, isn't it? Yeah. So when I talk about the benefits of defiance, I'm talking about um, if you can't handle the truth, you're not going to know the truth. That makes sense. Yes. So if I can't speak my truth to you, and if I can't tell you what I, what I really think and feel, then you will be the last one to know what I think and feel as my parent. Oh, so, so critical. Right? Parent-teenager relationship. Oh, yes. So how do I keep myself safe if you don't even know what's going on? And so I encourage the parents to ask the children questions instead of telling them what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it, which is almost like a double dog dare. If I said to you, Emily, don't you cross this line? You know, (laughs) there's a part of you that just is like, kind of like, don't touch wet paint. Uh I don't know about you, but I've got to touch just to see it dry. (laughs) I would, I would be crossing that line just as soon as I could. Right. Right. So, I, I talk about all the benefits of allowing your children to speak their truth. Because if I can't tell you no, as my parent, I also can't tell the drug dealer no. I also can't tell a boss that wants to work me 24-7 no. I also can't tell a boyfriend no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's absolutely critical that I learn how to stand in my power and speak my truth. Yes. So you work with not just teenagers, you work with the whole family then or I do together yes. separately. I I work with people individually and separately. Um I love working with the whole family dynamic. I've had five generations in the same room at one time when the little three year old chronological real little three year old said, I look fat. And the mother said, I know what you mean. I look fat. And the grandmother said, you think you guys look fat. And then the great grandmother, I said, before she even came out, before anything came out of her mouth, I said, do you want to change this pattern? Uh She said, I'm loving my body. My body looks fantastic. And everybody else followed suit in five seconds flat. And the little one said, I like my body too. I think I'm cute. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, those family patterns. Right. Well, I understand you have several services that you offer. You have a a website in addition to the direct counseling with families. And I it sounds like you do some mediating between parents and teenagers. I do. There's actually been two different times that I've been in the home of a parent and a teen where the child had a knife in his hand Mm -hmm. and I jumped in between the two of them with my back to the mom and my front to the, to the teenager. And I said, you know, I know you don't want to hurt your parents. I know you don't want anybody to get hurt. And they're like, will you tell her to shut up? I said, I got it. I got it. You put down the knife and let me talk to your mom. And the mom starts to say something. I turn around and I said, please let me talk. Do not talk right now. You are about to get hurt. And again, it's like the parent was double dog daring the kid to stab Uh him. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, 
a, a pattern, a trap that parents fall in when they feel like I have to be in charge, I have to be in control? Exactly. Wow. But you also have a website. Don't you also offer classes or training? I do. Right now, every Tuesday at noon, I have a Dr. Beth Power Hour, and we have both parents and teens, Uh young adults that are on the call. I just completed a call. It was so fantastic. We talk about things like, what do I do when my child is dissing me? What do I do when my child stopped talking to me? What do I do when my child refuses to go to school? What do I do with my child when they say they're going to do drugs and I don't know what to do about it? Uh-huh. So we have all these parents that are on the call um, sharing ideas, sharing resources. I have the teenagers or young adults, 20, 22, 23, few kids that are on the call and they speak for the teens. And um, it's just quite a fun interaction between how do we get through these teen years? The, the kids are scared to death to grow up and the parents are scared to death that they've made a mistake and didn't do something right. And the kids will stay in their house forever. And they're also afraid that they're going to leave and not be ready. So oh. a lot of my work is helping everybody get back in their confidence. And what I love about what I do is everybody wants the same thing. The yes. Kids want to be successful. The parents want them to be sex- successful. The kids want to be safe. The parents want them safe. The kids want to grow up and leave the house. The parents want them to grow up and leave the house. Uh-huh. But the kids think that the parents want to control them. And the parents think that the kids want to just use them for the rest of their life. And neither could be further from the truth. Interesting. But yes, that makes sense. A lot of that communication, so essential. So what is your website? It is drbeth.com. <laughs> B-R- B-E-T-H, Dr. Beth, dot com. And no, no uh, period after the doctor. Correct. Okay. That's awesome. And where do people find your book? If you go to my homepage on the far left, you can download a free copy of my book. And I have a couple of other um, goodies there for people to have as gifts. Uh, there's a chance to... Um, take me up on some really fantastic offers. I have a gift card right there on my homepage. If anybody wants to have a chance to uh, come to the Power Parenting event and actually have their turn asking questions, they can uh, join in uh, as the gift card as well. So tell me more about the Power Parenting. Is that that's every Tuesday at noon? Every Tuesday at noon. Pacific time. Correct. And what we do on that is um, I go through content. I go through the 10 keys to compassion. I go through uh, specific parenting questions. And then I have uh, guest parents on each one of the shows to ask specific questions. And then the parents all get involved in answering the question with me. So everybody gets a say, everybody gets a take, and we even have the young adults putting their two cents in as well. And that sounds wonderful. So it starts out with some direct instruction provided by you and then a discussion so everyone gets a chance to participate. Correct. 
And that's every Tuesday. Every Tuesday from 12 to 1. Awesome. That's great. I know there are a lot of parents who are so frustrated. They feel like they don't have any control over their teenager. You mentioned your recommendation is to ask questions rather than give directions. Yes. Elaborate on that. How put up with that? So if I tell you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it, the message I'm giving you as my child is that either I think you're stupid, I don't think you know any better, I don't think you can handle it, and I think you need to have my wisdom and you're not safe without doing what I tell you to do. Ooh, that would make anyone feel resentful. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Or browbeaten. (laughs) Exactly. So whenever I've um, asked children, uh, like 12, even as, even as young as eight, but I'll go with the 12, 13, 14, whenever I ask the kids, is there anything that your parent has not told you yet that you need to be told, that you need to be taught, told, informed? Is there anything that they have not given you the information that you need? Uh huh. And 100% of the kids say, oh, yeah, they've told me, and they've told me a 100 times the same thing over and over and over again. Uh-huh. Or they'll say, well, they haven't taught me how to, and they'll name something particular. Like, I still don't know how to use the washing machine. I'd like to know how to do that. And I have not learned how to make those enchiladas that my grandmother taught my mom. I haven't learned that one yet. And I still don't know how to do my bookkeeping. But they'll tell you the things that they still want to learn. Uh-huh. And other than that, they are not wanting to be told over and over and over again, brush your teeth. I know to brush my teeth. Well, why aren't you brushing your teeth? Well, that's my choice. It's my teeth. Well, it's my money, and I'm going to be the one that's going to be paying for the the cavities. All right, so then how do we work this out? Do you want to take responsibility for your teeth fall out and I'm not paying for it? How are we going to get through this? So So, it's like the parent getting their power back and the teen having a right to say no and have their own life consequences that are applicable to the current age. So giving them more choice, treating them, giving them an opportunity to step into that adult role, take responsibility. Yes. And if I can't say no to you, then I can't trust my own self. So I have to practice learning how to say no. And so pick your boundaries very, very carefully. And if everything is a boundary, then everything's going to be a fight. Yes. And what safer place to practice these very important life skills than in the home? Exactly. I had a a neighbor that lived near me that had a a 13-year-old beautiful young daughter. And my nephew was living with me for three and a half years. And he was uh, 16 at the time. And the parent would not even let the daughter look at my nephew, like would not even let her look. And I um, Uh was teasing flippantly um, to my cousin. I said, I bet that kiddo runs away. And two months later, she left and ran away. Just too, too restricted to. If, if you, if you push my back against the wall and I can't, you know, at some point I'm going to snap. Yes. They would rather, kids would rather shoot themselves in the foot than be controlled. And when they 
do what you want 100% of the time, it feels like they're selling their soul to the devil. I mean, mm. it's like, it's like their, their soul is fighting to become an independent individual. The more micromanaging and controlling, the more that moves to a place of snap. Yes, I can see that. That makes sense. Um, the idea of, you know, I, I don't think anyone enjoys feeling controlled. And yet parents don't get that perspective. Mm -hmm. They just kind of feel like I'm the adult. I'm responsible for what happens to this teenager. And I had better keep them in line. And they're doing their absolute best to keep the love of their life alive. Yes. And I so get it. And it has to move from your responsibility as the parent to our responsibility. Like my responsibility to keep me alive, not just yours. And, and it seems to me that in many cases, parents are acting out of fear. Mm -hmm. If they could get, overcome that. I like the idea of, of just talking. Okay, you know, then let's take responsibility for your teeth. You don't want, you know, you're choosing not to. I like that. And just explaining consequences and expecting. And and the key is to move from telling and explaining and controlling to um, working together as a team, getting on the same side of the table, uh, getting curious with your child instead of controlling yeah yeah you you had mentioned that keeping your sanity and a lot of time I, i've heard the expression there are two times in your life when you come the closest to insanity the first is when you're a teenager and the second is when you are the parent of a teenager <laughs> i have not heard that but I, I, think, I think all the parents and teens that I work with would agree. Yes. But if you are sharing, as you said, this control, you the parents wouldn't feel this, I'm out of control, I can't control what my child does. They, well, they'd be communicating so they know what their child is involved in. Right, right. It helps everybody feel safe and more confident and gets their power back. Yes. I like that. That power. I guess we start out with a helpless infant that needs us to do everything for them, but we gradually start shifting that and transitioning so that by the time they're 18, they have all the skills they need to live independently. Yeah, and I think, you know, realistically, they have a lot of skills that they need at 13 and 14, and also realistically, they don't have everything they need at 18. No, no, that's what we put as the legal age of adulthood, but I don't know of very many 18-year-olds who are truly living independently. And I don't know too many 13-year-olds or 14 or 15 or 16-year-olds that are not doing at least 90% of the adult tasks, getting themselves dressed, being able to feed themselves, being able to brush their own teeth, being able to plan their day, being able to make life choices. Yes. So it really is a negotiated time that is gray and 
unknown and you know there's not a one straight line for all kids and all parents no when i was just doing my power parenting a few minutes ago said you know the number one rule for me is to choose relationship over being right no matter what Mm -hmm. like if they want to cuss me out cuss me out just keep talking to me if they want to do whatever they need and want to do just stay in relationship so that i know I can move us through what's going on. But if, if I'm completely cut off or I've lost connection or I've thrown a, a line in the sand, then, you know, if I say, get out of here and don't talk to me, they'll, they will, uh, you know, jump out of there for three, you know, maybe three days and you don't have any access to your, your child. No. Have you encountered that very often where, there has been a total break in communication. They're, they're just not talking to each other. Oh, absolutely. All the time. How hard is, what's the process in working through that? Well, the first process is, um, to the parent, is to be willing to be wrong about everything and choosing relationship over being right, choosing relationship over task, choosing relationship over everything. That's humbling. That would be, you know, for some parents, that would be a challenge. But you're right. It's essential. You, it's, it's showing your child, I love you so much. I'm willing to put, sacrifice my pride. Yeah. I'm willing to sacrifice my pride, my ego. And, you know, you can be right and then not talk to your kids for 20 years or see your grandkids ever. Yeah. You can be right and be disconnected. And that's why battles are fought and wars are, you know, raged because of rightness, self-righteousness. Yes. And my personal opinion is to keep in relationship and look for seeking to understand and getting curious and a win-win and what we both want and what we both need to feel safe and to survive because I know that if I keep holding that space, we will both get to win. I had a a parent, a mother and a father that had a two year restraining order against each other. And, um, they had both remarried. Um, and at, after talking with both of them and asking them, you know, what do you want to accomplish? Do you want to stay in this, this war with your, you know, your spouse, do you want your kids to get to have both parents? What, what's your end goal? And they both wanted the same thing. So I said, let's meet at Barnes and Noble. They hadn't talked to each other in over two years. Uh And in 20 minutes we had an agreement. And the next weekend they had a barbecue with both of their new families together. Wonderful. So it sounds to me like you are able to envision this big picture and then share that with your clients to make these changes possible. Right. That's awesome. And that- when and when it blows up, it is when somebody comes in with a self-righteous indignation and I say whatever you whatever you're believing, you get to be right and you will live your child right into that. Well, he's a liar. Okay, you get to be right. Well, he's a cheater. Okay, you get to be right. Well, uh-huh. he, he's a Failure, you get to be right. 
Wow. And I don't, I don't believe parents understand the damage they do when they slap those labels on their children. Well, and the thing is, we all slap those labels on ourselves all the time. That's true. And our kids are slapping those labels on themselves. And the reason they get so triggered by the label is because they, they already believe it. Yeah. I believe that. I think that is really true. Wow. Well, Dr. Beth, it sounds you have, have so much wisdom to share with parents. Now, one more time, how can a parent get in touch with you? How do they find you? The best way to get connected is to go to my website, drbeth.com, download my free book. You will be in my, um, on my mailing list and you will have access to all sorts of times to come and uh, be a part of different groups. I'll let you know when I'm doing uh, live experiences with other parents and uh, you'll be in my list. So I'm so looking forward to touching so many hundreds of parents this year and making a difference and bringing the compassion, love and playfulness back to the teen years. That's my story and I'm sticking with it. I, I love it. I love it. And that's, you know, I, I work with families who are getting through the school experience and boy, a big part of it is that parent teenager relationship. DrBeth.com. That's really easy to remember. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, Emmalou, I just am so excited to be working with you and I can't wait to interview you and all that you're doing for um, kids that are special needs and helping parents that are trying to navigate that season and so excited to be working with you and knowing you and uh, collaborating with each other. So thanks, Emmalou, for having me on the show. And thank you, Dr. Beth. This is Emily Penrod. Have you seen the movie Coco? I highly recommend it. We watched it live streaming on Amazon. I'm sure it's available in other mediums as well. But this is a precious 